you really know the connection between your teeth and the rest of your health? Did you know that problems in your body can affect your teeth and vice versa? If you have silver fillings, what could they be doing to present a toxic environment to your system? Welcome to the Tooth Body Connection with Dr. Don Ewing. In this program, you'll learn about precautions and safe practices in order to keep your teeth and the rest of your body at safe and healthy levels of life. Now, here is Dr. Dawn Ewing. Hello, everyone. This week, we're planning on taking up a, a really hot topic on root canals. I'd like to introduce myself again. I'm Dr. Dawn Ewing. I uh, started off in dentistry, got out of dentistry, and got way more involved in medicine, uh, even into emergency medicine, but then took an interest in how teeth could connect with the body and affect your health, and ended up in a school in Washington, D.C., and met this incredible person that we'll be speaking with today. My entire life changed because of that experience. I ended up doing some thesis work on how uh, dead teeth, root canal teeth, teeth that have been taken out and dead areas in the bone could affect one's health. And uh, that took me into biological dentistry. That means that now I'm the executive director for the International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine. And we believe a little differently than the average Joe. Uh, I would like to introduce a person today, Dr. Blanche Gruby. Now, Dr. Blanche Gruby not only is a dentist, she is also a doctor of integrative medicine. She did graduate from Capital University in Washington, D.C. She also went to the Institute of Natural Dentistry. She's an international speaker and uh, kind of took over the Hal Huggins um, entire network. And so I am so proud to be speaking with Blanche today. And Blanche, what I'd like you to do is Take a couple moments here, and I've heard this story before, but I would love for our listeners to hear how you got into this kind of dentistry. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Dr. Ewing. Uh, do you want me to call you Dawn, or do you want me to call you Dr. Ewing? Yes, I, you call me Dawn because I call you Blanche all the time. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Well, uh, approximately 23 years ago, a patient introduced me to an, an article that was written about mercury toxicity. And I was flabbergasted. I had never read anything like this. And, and the article said absolutely everything that I did not learn in dental school. Um, at, at my first inclination was that the article was probably bogus and, and had no backbone to it. So I took the back of the article, which is where the bibliography usually is in the back of an article. I took that article to our local library, and I asked the librarian if she would check it to see if it was bogus or whether there really was such a thing as the Journal of Ionizing Chemistry. And she called me the next day, and she said, you know what, Dr. Gruby, I printed out all those articles for you because I thought it was very interesting. And so that was the beginning of my journey into this uh, whole biological, holistic dental world. Um, I very quickly made the decision that I had to learn more about mercury and mercury-free dentistry. So I went out to Colorado Springs to study with Dr. Hal Huggins, um, who actually wound up becoming my mentor for the next 23 years. When I studied with Dr. Huggins, he, he had a funny thing about him. He would take everybody's blood. Before we even sat down and picked our chair for the day, um, he would take your blood, send your blood samples to Colorado Springs General Hospital, and uh, then he proceeded to teach us about mercury. 
And so we learned about Mercury, Mercury, Mercury for three full days. On the fourth day, he told us that our blood samples had come back from Colorado Springs General Hospital and that we were now going to get to see just how sick we were. I thought that was odd. You know, why would he make a comment like that? Well, he said, well, because most dentists are very sick. He says they're in a very toxic profession and they're exposed to a lot of toxic elements. So my blood test happened to be the first one that came back, and it was put on a huge overhead projector. Um, and, you know, I, I was I was really, really surprised. I, I didn't understand everything that was on that sheet, but there was one section where they had circled something in red. Well, Dr. Huggins looked at that, and he said, So, Blanche, he said, um, how long have you had cancer? I said, Excuse me? Where do you see that? Like I said, I didn't understand all of it. And he says, well, down in the bottom, they've got, uh, you've got 1% metablastic cells. And I said, well, 1%'s not a big number. He said, no. He says, 1% you're sick, 2% you're in the hospital, and 3% you're dead. Hmm. He said, you don't know too much about leukemia, do you? I said, no, I don't. I'm a dentist. I've been a dentist for 10 years. And he says, well, he said, um, you know, it's, it's probably a good idea for you to get your root canals taken out. He says, just how many root canals do you have? Now I'm thinking, wait a minute, I just met this man. We've been talking about mercury for three days now, and he's telling me I've got root canals in my head, and I should get them taken out. And I, I looked at him like he had three heads. I said, are you, I, I have five root canals, and are you crazy? I'm not going to get my root canal teeth taken out. I'm very proud of the fact that I have 32 teeth, and I plan on going to my grave with 32 teeth. He stared me right in the face, and he said, you know what? That's exactly what you're doing. You're going to your grave with 32 teeth, sooner rather than later. Well, that was a bit of a shocker. Um, I did a lot of reading after that, and it took me a good three months before I came to the conclusion that this crazy man was correct and then I had to have my root canal teeth taken out, along with all my mercury fillings. So about four months later, I went, I had all 18 mercury fillings removed, I had five root canal teeth removed, and the very next day, my brain fog disappeared, and in three weeks, my leukemia disappeared, or what I, people would say was the beginnings of leukemia. So I became very interested, not in just the mercury issue, but I became very interested in the whole root canal issue. And so I continued to study because I really believed at that point, well, maybe it's just my root canals that are no good. Um, maybe other people have healthy root canals, and there ought to be a way to differentiate between the two so that not everybody is running and having their root canal teeth taken out. Um, shortly after that, I came across and, and got to meet uh, one of the leading pioneers, one of the giants in the science field, Dr. Boyd Haley. And he was giving a lecture on enzyme degradation. And I went up to him after the lecture and I introduced myself. I said, hi, I'm Blanche Kruby from Scranton, Pennsylvania. I said, if I was to send you a root canal tooth, could you tell me if it was an enzyme destroyer or not? He said, yes, I think I could do that. Well, I gathered up a bunch of teeth. I sent him 38 teeth. Two weeks later, Dr. Boyd Haley calls me up and he says, Blanche, you got to get out of Scranton. I said, why? He said, because those teeth were all very, very toxic. And he says, there must be something bad in Scranton. And I said, Boyd, I've got news for you. Not one of those teeth came from Scranton. 
I went out of my way to make sure that those teas came from New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Vermont, and North Carolina. Every state that you can imagine, because 95% of my practice patients come from out of state. I said, so, you know, I, I made sure I sent you a wide assortment, and so none of them came from Scranton. He said, well, then we've got, an, we've got a problem with root canal teeth. I said, that's right. And we've got to figure out ahead of time which root canal teeth are toxic and which ones are not toxic. And so he developed a way of testing these root canal teeth prior to taking them out. And um, I guess it was about eight to ten years of testing. Not only did I send all of my teeth samples and uh, for my patients, and we had approximately 400 dentists all over the United States were sending samples to the University of Kentucky. After t- eight to ten years, what they came to the conclusion was that all root canal teeth are toxic to a greater or lesser extent. Now, I understand now, what, I, what I just said is going to upset a lot of people. It is because did you not learn that it's important to save a tooth at all costs? I mean, that's what every dental school preaches. That's what every dentist preaches. That is absolutely correct. That's what I was taught in dental school. And so for those that don't even know what a root canal is, you know, basically you're, you're taxidermying a tooth in an attempt to keep it in the mouth. But you, where else do we taxidermy some organ to leave it in? That's right. Only the, only the Egyptians did that. They would, they would mummify a body just so that the body stayed on earth for a long time. Looked but describe kind of in detail exactly the process of a root canal for those that don't know. All right. Basically, a root canal is, is a, a procedure where a hole is drilled in the middle of the tooth. The main pulp area, which is where you've got the m- most blood vessels, nerves, uh, ligaments, all of that, the main pulp area is cleaned out and the main canal is cleaned out. Now, if there's an accessory canal that's a little on the large side, that would be cleaned out also. Um, so you, you try to picture a tooth as very much like a tree. You have the trunk of the tree, but then you have many branches that, that go out in every which direction. But then those branches flare out to smaller branches and, and to then to twigs and then to leaves. Well, that's just the way a tooth is. You have the main canal, but then that main canal spreads out. You've got accessory uh, canals, and then you've got dentinal tubules that are all over the place. And so if you were to take all the dentinal tubules in one tooth and line them up, it's probably about three miles long. So you've but, got but, tons and tons of these dentinal tubules all over the place. The, but when you, you say... The root canal done, the main canal is cleaned out, and that's it. But when you say clean out the canal, now mm-hmm. it's... It, let's, let's go further. It's a, it's a small file that's placed in the tooth with small barbs, so only the up and down canals can be cleaned out. None of those sideway tubules is it possible for someone to clean out. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. Only the, only the trunk of the tree is cleaned out, not the branches and not the smaller branches or the twigs. So we need to make sure that people understand that even a root canal specialist, which would be called an endodontist, doing what would be considered a perfect root canal by any dental school will still have flesh inside the tooth. That is correct. No fault on the part of the doctor doing it, right? No. The best best of the best of the best endodontists 
cannot clean out all of the microscopic and small canals that, that run sideways. Cannot. Okay. We're, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to find out what happens with that flesh that's left inside the tooth. We'll be right back. Wait to tell you. <laughs> Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We are bombarded daily with information about beauty products and anti-aging treatments. Do you know how they have been tested? Are they truly going to make a change or just take the change out of your pocket? Tune in to Shelly's Show and Tell with host Shelly Hancock. We'll bring you the top-rated skincare products and treatments tested by Real Transformation Skin Care Centers. We'll motivate you to make the best changes. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you ready for a real, fact-based show about alternative and natural approaches to health? Listen for Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Drs. Jim and Janine Fox. We're not about the latest health fads. We're about proven methods from real patients and real situations. Each week's show is an eye-opening look behind the scenes of real health. Live Healthy, Be Healthy can be heard live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to the Tooth Body Connection. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Don at drdon.net. That's drdon at drdon.net. Now, back to the Tooth Body Connection. We were talking about the flesh that's left in the inside of the tooth after a completely, perfectly done root canal is completed. And, and what goes inside the tooth after as much flesh as can be taken out, is removed? Well, there, are, there is a lot of variety as to what dentists put inside of a root canal filling material, uh, use as a filling material to fill that main canal. Um, in the old days, they used to use a material called gutta perca. Gutta perca, or I, I come from New York, so I say gutta percha. Uh, gutta perca um, is a rubbery material that comes off some plant in South America, and um, they used it because it was rubbery, because they could squeeze it into the tooth, and then they could put some cement in there and kind of pack it in real tight and um, say a prayer and hope that it 
fills up the canal nice and tightly. Um, it doesn't happen. So the, the problem with the gutta perca that, they, that most dentists use, and, and today, even today, 90% of the dentists use gutta perca, is that because it's a rubbery material, it goes in whole, but then it shrinks with time. Um, and as everybody knows, rubber, anybody who's had a pair of underwear, that they, their favorite underwear that they've had for a long time, you know that the rubber and elastic does not last forever. It gets to the point where it's literally rotted away and it's, it's stiff and it doesn't have any flexibility to it. So that's one of the things that they fill the canal with, but they also fill it with cement. And those cement um, have all different kinds of chemicals that are incredibly toxic to the human body. Things like formaldehyde, things like phenol. These are chemicals that are designed to fix, F-I-X, to fix the tissue that they are not able to get out of the tooth. The tissue that is fixed um, in, in histology and in medicine, the term fixed means keep the tissue put. In other words, it doesn't, it doesn't disintegrate, it doesn't rot away, and it doesn't die. Um, so that, that's what the mummies uh, were, were soaked in. They would, the Egyptians would take gauze and dip it in formaldehyde and phenol and then wrap the tissue, uh, the leg and the, and the arms of the pharaohs, and it would fix the tissue. In other words, it would not completely rot away. It would shrink up, for sure, um, it certainly wouldn't look anything like a live human being, but the body is still there. Well, that's what happens when you do a root canal. You put these fixing tissue connect, uh, chemicals inside with gutta perca, and it begins to try to fix or try to keep still the live nerve tissue that's in the lateral canals. Unfortunately, it can't take care of all of it. It is virtually impossible for whatever chemicals they put inside of a root canal, it is virtually impossible for those chemicals to reach all the way to the outside of the root, therefore fixing, really unfixing, fixing all of that tissue. And so no now, matter what you do, it's going to rot. If we look at the design of the universe, and, and, and let's make sure that everyone understands the material that's placed in the tooth shrinks slightly, and there is uh -huh. still flesh inside the tooth. And so Correct. there are bacteria put on this planet to scavenge dead flesh, and they find a way in that tooth through a microfracture. They just do. That, that's their job. So in your experience, have you ever had an extracted root canal test sterile? No. Can you explain Never. what that testing procedure might show? Right. We have a testing procedure now. Dr. Boyd Haley's uh, laboratory doesn't do the testing anymore for um, root canal teeth, but dental DNA in Colorado Springs does do the testing. And what we have found is that every, every, every root canal tooth has all kinds of microorganisms and bacteria in it. Um, root canal teeth are harborers of yeast, mold, fungi, all of the things that we find in the universe, in nature, that were designed to eat up dead tissue. You know, when a tree falls in the forest, the fungi in the yeast are designed to eat up that tree so that it can become uh, part of the universe again, all right? Everything, gets, everything was recycled, if, if you will. Well, the same thing happens in the body. When you have dead flesh in the body, it doesn't matter where it is. 
When you have dead flesh in the body, you attract microorganisms to that part of the dead flesh to eat it up. So I've taken out root canal teeth that smelled so bad that we had to stop work, increase the air conditioning in the office, and, and do our best to try to get rid of the smell so that we could continue working. Uh, and, and where does that smell come from? It comes from these microorganisms that not only eat up the dead flesh, but then metabolize the tissue themselves. And so metabolism. How, how, how could that dead flesh and all of the toxins that are inside the root canal tooth, all the fungus that's in there and the bacteria and everything else living in there, how could that affect one's health? Well, it, it affects one's health because all of these microorganisms do the same thing we do. We eat, and when we're finished eating, we piss and we poop. Excuse my expressions, but that's what it's called. We piss and we poop. Well, bacteria do the same thing. Yeast do the same thing. When somebody has an overgrowth of yeast in their body, it's not the yeast themselves that make us sick. It's the piss and the poop from the yeast that make us sick. So when you have an overgrowth of bacteria inside of a dead root canal tooth, their toxins, their piss and their poop, literally come out of the tooth, they seep out of the tooth, and then that's what makes us sick. And, and the first thing that happens is that your immune system is, is alarmed and now knows that there's definitely a problem in this area. And so your immune system then starts sending cells there, white blood cells, to try to clean it up, attack it, and get rid of it. Very difficult to do. So I've heard patients come into my office and say, oh, Dong, don't worry about it. I had a biological root canal done, which just makes me laugh because there is no such animal. Is that true? That is absolutely true. I had a patient who said to me, but my tooth was, was in, 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 saturated with ozone gas, therefore it's sterile. And I, and I laugh at them because, yes, while ozone will sterilize and will kill yeast, fungi, parasites, you name it, bacteria, it stays sterile for only about 34 seconds, maybe less. There's no such thing as an empty space in the body. If you clean something up and you leave an empty space in the body, somebody's going to move in. That's just the way it is. Right. I liken, it, I liken it to a diaper pail with, with, filled with dirty diapers, and you're going to tell me if I spray some Clorox in there <laughs> that in two weeks it won't smell again. That is absolutely correct. That's absolutely correct. Right. And, if you, you, and you have a dead piece of meat on the ground and come back a couple of weeks later, you're going to have maggots and flies and all kinds of creatures on that dead piece of meat. So who right. came first, the flies and the maggots, or, the, or is it the dead flesh? Yes, yeah, so that our That's listeners right. know, if you have, let's say, a dead cat sitting on your countertop in the kitchen, and you <laughs> see maggots, so you call the pest control company, and they come out and they spray. And two weeks later, you call them back and say, I want my money back because I still have maggots on my dead cat. And, of course, they're going to look at you and just not believe that you didn't throw out the dead cat, but there's still a source. So inside this tooth, is it correct that there is still going to be flesh breaking down? Absolutely. No matter what, the flesh will continue to break down. The bacteria will continue to eat it. They will continue to produce toxins. Your immune system will continue to try to figure out how to get rid of it. And I, so eat- I always say, Dawn, I always say it's a free country. You can spend your white blood cells any which way you like. <laughs> 
That's, that's good. Really? Even if we could find a magical way to sterilize a tooth. Now, in my mind, it's still an issue because there's a disconnect on the meridian. But in your mind, is there a problem? Well, the, the second part of that is you'd have to keep it sterile. It's one thing. To, you could sterilize a tooth. All you have to do is take it out and put it in an autoclave. So patients think that once they've had a tooth root canal, they'll never have to have the tooth treated again. Absolutely not. Yeah, they're absolutely wrong. How often would you say a tooth has to be treated in order to keep it sterile? That all or depends on the bacteria how down. Uh, that all depends on how healthy the patient is. So we, we have now heard that a root canal tooth, 100% of the time, has some kind of an issue and can compromise one's health. You, it just depends on how much health you have to give away, is what I hear you say. Right. That is correct. So if Again, they wanted to know if their tooth was interfering with their immune system, is there testing that can be done before the tooth is taken out? Absolutely. There's, there's, there's testing for the toxins, and that can be done by dental DNA in Colorado Springs. There's also, um, they can go to a practitioner like yourself that does electroacupuncture by vol. Um, that's where they can test, excuse me, <clears throat> they can test the meridians and see if there's interference of the meridians inside this tooth. So there are different ways of testing. You can go to a, a, a dentist that has just a 3D uh, comb bean x-ray machine. These are beautiful, wonderful x-ray machines that make our old x-ray machines archaic. I wish I had one. I just didn't happen to have an extra $180,000 to buy one. But with a 3D cone beam x-ray, 99% of the time when you look at a root canal, you will see the abscess at the end of that tooth. There's always activity going on at the end of the tooth. So that's three ways. They can have a 3D cone beam x-ray taken. They can have somebody test them using EAV testing. Or they can um, have dental DNA test for, for toxicity. There are also chiropractors who do um, an excellent job of muscle testing to find out if the tooth is, in fact, giving their body grief or not. Yes, I, I've seen the dental DNA reports come back, and I have to say it's frightening when you're looking at the list of actual bacteria that they found in that tooth, and it, and it always varies uh, from sample to sample of what's sent in. That is correct. It always varies and it is, it is frightening when you see things like E. coli um, inside a tooth. I, I can understand E. coli being in the intestines, but inside of a root canal tooth, it's, it's a little scary. I certainly wouldn't want it in my mouth. True. I would like to let listeners know that there is a video on my website talking not only about the toxicity that we're talking about now, but about the electrical disconnect that we were discussing and the meridians. And it goes into more detail. It's about a 30-minute video. Uh, if you go to drdawn.net, you will find that. I would love for listeners to know, Blanche, how could people get in touch with you or your office um, or find out more information? Right. The easiest way is to simply go to www drblanchegruby.com. And if they want to contact Dental DNA, they can, um, unfortunately, we don't have an easy phone number. It's uh, 719-262-2978. 719-262-2978. And they can order a kit and have their tooth tested and see if it's toxic ahead of time. 
Is this something that any dentist can do? They just get the kit and take it to their regular dentist? Yes, but they have to be ready for the barrage of criticism if they go to a conventional dentist because the conventional dentist will say, well, what do you want to go do that for? That root canal that I did was absolutely perfect, and it's not giving you any trouble, so why would you want to even consider taking it out? I think Dr. Blanche Gruby is crazy. Well, I'm still alive here now, 23 years later, so I know I'm not crazy, and I know there's a lot of truth to what I say. Right. I I tell people all the time, there is no such animal as a perfectly healthy root canal. It's like going to a morgue and looking at 10 dead bodies and and asking the person, which is the healthy dead person? (laughs) I like that. Which is the best dead body? (laughs) Okay, we're about to take a break, and we'll be right back. Thanks so much. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Transformational healing includes energy medicine as well as hands-on healing. Tune in every week to Transformational Healing with Dr. Bonnie Morrow. If you want to know more about the business and science of energy fields, chakras, and the medical and spiritual community, join our expert guests as we work together to bring you closer to your personal health vision. Transformational Healing is heard live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to the Tooth Body Connection. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Don at drdon.net. That's drdon at drdon.net. Now, back to the Tooth Body Connection. We're speaking with Dr. Blanche Gruby. And if you want to contact her, you can do so by email or looking at a website, drblanchegrube.com. And the phone number to Dental DNA is 719-262-2978. 
So we've been discussing some testing that can be done in advance to find out what kind of toxicity a particular tooth has. But, you know, I've seen those test results, and when they come back, it could be 30, 35 different really scary bacteria. Blanche, what do you do with this information when you get it back? Your dentist isn't going to know what to do with this. Most dentists don't know what to do with it. Um, I do. I, 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 you know, and I've, I've been yelled at and my hand has been slapped by the American Endodontic Society. And they have come right out and sent me a letter telling me that if I continue to encourage people to have their root canal teeth taken out, that they will have my license revoked. And uh, for uneth- unethical behavior. Now, I'm not, you know, Dawn, I'm not really sure when did telling the truth become unethical in this country? Right. And when, and when did it, when did, you know, the freedom of speech stop when it came to dentistry? So I, I, I answer to a higher authority. I know you do also. And so I continue to tell people what I believe to be the truth. Until I am proven uh, wrong, until somebody shows me a root canal tooth that they did that has come up not toxic, I will continue to tell patients they should have all of their root canal teeth removed. Again, it's their choice. We live in a free country. If somebody wants to go out and buy alcohol and smoke cigarettes, um, they can go right ahead and do that. If you're of age, uh, it's a free country. You can do what you want. But, but you know, we, we, we give people warnings. We tell them that certain things are not really good for their health. So if somebody comes to, to a dentist and, they, and they've had the test done and it has proven that the tooth is, in fact, toxic, which it will be, then they have to make a decision because a conventional dentist who has not had any training whatsoever in any of the biological dental courses that our academy offers, a dentist like that, a dentist who's a conventional dentist, will not know how to properly remove the tooth. The tooth has to be removed in, in a, following a certain protocol. And I can just very quickly say that, in, you know, for those of you who live far away and, and can convince your dentist to do it the right way, um, number one, no epinephrine. When they give you anesthetic, they're going to have to give you anesthetic without epinephrine. Number two, when they take the tooth out, the tooth has to come out with as little rocking and jarring as possible. If, it's, if the tooth is giving the dentist a hard time, it's time for the dentist to put the hand, the, the, the forceps down, stop trying to manhandle this tooth, and cut it up into teeny pieces and take it out that way. That will introduce a lot less of the toxins into the bloodstream. Number three, once the tooth is all taken out, then all of the ligament that held that tooth to the bone and another half a millimeter of bone has to be removed. Otherwise, you still have a toxic environment where that root canal was sitting. And ideally, number four, if you can have IV vitamin C, either just prior to the procedure or during the procedure, that would be ideal. I know not not every dentist knows how to give IV vitamin C, and there are some people who say, well, I take 500 milligrams of vitamin C every day. 500 milligrams of vitamin C just ain't going to cut it when it comes to dealing with the toxins that come out of a root canal tooth. So those are the most important things that need to be taken care of when having a root canal tooth taken out properly. There are a lot of conventional dentists that just poo-poo that and say, you know what, I'm not going to go through all that trouble. I'm just going to go right ahead and take the tooth out for you. Well, um, let, let me idea. share 
with our listeners, because I'm sure they're going into heart failure here, listening, and if they have a root canal and understanding that they may have to have teeth removed, if you injured your hand and that injury caused fingers to die and they became gangrenous, what would a physician do? He would say, we have to cut that finger off. Absolutely. Do you think that they would fillet it open and take out as much of the gangrenous tissue and fill it with silly putty and then dip it in plastic so it looks nice? It, no. it doesn't happen that way. And, and people understand that, especially in diabetics where they lose a toe and then a foot. For the sake of the health of the rest of the body, there would be no way you would keep that gangrenous tissue. But once correct. they've made that transition in their mind that they're willing to part with their tooth, I'm sure their next question is going to be, what do I put in its place? Well, my dentist can do an implant. So, Dr. Gruby, can I go get an implant? Oh, now that's another whole lecture and that's another whole radio show. Um, I'm not a lover of implants for one very simple reason. An implant is not self. It's not your own body. It doesn't matter if it's a titanium implant, if it's a zirconia implant, if it's an implant made out of bamboo shoot. It doesn't matter what it's made out of. When you put a foreign material inside bone marrow, the body is obligated. It is absolutely obligated to try and get rid of it. We have an immune system that has one job and one job only, and that's to recognize self from non-self. And when it sees non-self, it has to work at getting rid of it. And so, again, it's a free country. You can use your immune system. You can use your white blood cells to, uh, you know, try to get rid of an implant tooth 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can do that. I'd rather save my white blood cells for when they recognize a cancerous cell. I want to save my white blood cells for when they recognize hepatitis C in my lungs. I want to save my white, white blood cells when they see something that is truly going to kill me if it gets out of control. That's what I'm going to save my white blood cells. I don't want them wasting any time on an implant. Absolutely not. And teeth can be replaced. And, you know, we have a, we have a philosophy in this country that, you know, wearing a denture or a partial denture is one of the most horrible things because it's a sign of age. And age in this country is a terrible, terrible thing. It's not something to be respected as it is in other countries. And so, you know, because we've got that philosophical belief that wearing a denture is a horrible thing, people freak out when you tell them, you know, well, you just put a little partial denture in there, a little piece of plastic tooth. They go, oh, my God, you mean something I have to take out at night and put in a jar like Grandma did? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. I've relabeled them for my patients. I tell them it's not a partial, it's a retainer. A retainer conjures up youthfulness when you had to have braces. It's holding a space and allowing you to chew in that area. Oh, I love that, Dawn. That's 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 part of your genius. You know that. Yeah. It just. <laughs> uh, I think that you're right. People they want youth as long as they can have it, and that's the exact picture that they dream up in their mind is a you know granny and her teeth. But if they had an implant. Has there ever been testing on implants? I know in, oh, in my practice I see their problems energetically, but from a right. bacteria standpoint, what have you seen? From a bacteria standpoint, we have seen I mean, how, how on God's good earth 
does the you see the bacteria that you see in in implants worse than the bacteria that you see around root canals? You would is that because of the that. biofilm? I'm not sure what it, why the reason is. I'm not sure. But implants create just as many, if not more, bacteria than root canals do. And where would that bacteria be? Would it be around the gum tissue? Would it be in the bone? Both. It's around the gum tissue waiting for that root canal, that implant to rock just a little bit and create a microscopic space from the mouth all the way down into the bone marrow directly. So can that bacteria then travel throughout the blood system? Absolutely. The moment that happens, right, it goes throughout the blood system. So the person has it in their blood, and they have it around the implant, and they have it close to the implant, and they have it in the gum tissue right, right near the implant. And it's the same laboratory dental DNA that will do the testing for implants also. Can we talk a little bit about, we, you discussed that the root canals were, you know, really toxic and that they can affect your immune system. Uh, I know Dr. Rao has done some research. Can you elaborate on that? Well, I can't, I can't elaborate on Dr. Rao's research. But uh, I can his is, is involving breast cancer in particular. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's an interesting point because, you know what, I've been taking out root canals for 23 years now. And in 20 years, I've had quite a few women come through my office that had breast cancer. And in 23 years, I have never, ever, ever had a patient with breast cancer that did not have a root canal in either the breast breast meridian. Um, for the listeners who don't know, every meridian runs through a tooth, either directly or indirectly. So there are certain teeth that are very strongly connected to specific organs. So the upper, second bicuspid, and first molar, for instance, is very strongly connected to the breast meridian, and the lower bicuspids are strongly connected to the breast meridian. Every woman that has come through my office had a root canal or a dead tooth or cavitation in the breast meridian, every single one. Now, does that mean that everybody out on the planet with a root canal also has cancer? No, we haven't been able to prove that. But everybody with cancer has a dead tooth, a root canal, or a cavitation. I just think that's interesting. Yes. I'm not a We're- multimillionaire. I don't have the money to do that kind of research, but just in the thousands of people that have come through my office, that's what I see. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to continue this discussion. We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday, 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. 
Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to the Tooth Body Connection. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Don at drdon.net. That's drdon at drdon.net. Now, back to the Tooth Body Connection. Today we're speaking with Dr. Blanche Gruby, and we've heard some very interesting things, and I know one of the things listeners would be interested in is how they could find a dentist that might understand how to do this. And one of the best sources is our website. If you go to www.iabdm.org, that is the International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine. We also have a Facebook page. I would encourage our listeners to go to that Facebook page and like us. Dr. Gruby, we were talking about um, the connection of breast cancer and, and the root canals. And I know that the toxins from a root canal tooth can interfere with the oncogene. For those that don't know what that is, it's the God-given ability to be able to fight cancer. So in your experience of the people that you've dealt with that have had something as severe for their immune system as cancer, how often have you seen an individual go into remission? I would say about 50% of the patients that come to our office with cancer go into remission of some kind. Again, you know, removing the root canals and infections in the jawbone and taking out all of the mercury fillings and, and toxic heavy metals in the mouth is only part of the picture when it comes to cancer. When it comes to cancer, there has to be a tremendous change in the lifestyle of the person, what they eat, what they think, um, how they live. So there's a lot more to it uh, in, in recovering from cancer than just cleaning up your mouth. And so it, 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 there, it depends on how much of that they're willing to do. It also depends on how far uh, the cancer has progressed in their body as to whether or not they, they're successful with it or not. Have you seen other immune system problems like rheumatoid arthritis, diabetes, anything like that with these toxins? Oh, yes. You know, people come to see me, you know, with rheumatoid arthritis, with fibromyalgia, with chronic fatigue, with lupus, you know, and they go on and on and on with their list of symptoms. For me, there's only one one disease, and it's called overload of toxicity. It, it doesn't matter what you call it. It doesn't matter what kind of fancy name the medical establishment give it. It's still the same. It's overload of toxicity and an inability of the body to handle that toxic load. And so if we're going to survive and we're going to live well, 
we've got to try to reduce the level of toxicity in our body, and that includes root canals and implants and cavitations. It includes all of it. And those three items that you just called off, for those that are, you know, would like to get online and read different research, if you look at dental foci, F-O-C-I, and, and can you elaborate a little bit in your opinion what a dental foci is? Yes. You know, a dental foci is an area in the body, because it's dental, it's specifically the mouth, where there's an infection that, that affects the whole body. When I was in dental school, they told us that the dental foci theory was outdated, uh, was um, totally not true, and, and that we were not to pay any attention to it. And now, now it's, it's come back into vogue again. Now there's plenty of research to show that the dental foci theory, um, in fact, does have a tremendous play on whether or not somebody's immune system is going to stay strong or not. So it's, it's very important. If you have one infection in your jawbone... Um, it's got to get cleaned out. There's just no way you can um, inject it, you can ozonate it, you can pray over it, you can put essential oils on top of it. There's no way it's going to get cleaned out except by a dentist that is well-trained and knows exactly what they're doing. Yeah, I, I would like to share that in my own practice, I had a gentleman that came in and his hemoglobin A1C was 12 and for those that don't know what a hemoglobin A1C is, the number should not be over 5.7. It's a marker used by diabetics to track how good their sugar control has been over a 120-day period. But in fact, we took an x-ray on him and found out that he had some teeth that were abscessed. He kept saying they didn't have any pain. I don't know how. But those areas, he also had a root canal tooth. All those areas were cleaned up, and his next hemoglobin A1C was within normal limits. Right. So it, it truly, all the time. That's, right. that's a dental foci. It's, a, it's an infection in your mouth right. that affects your body in some other way. That's right. See, what people don't understand, Dawn, is that our, our, our immune system is a limited system. It does not go on and on and on forever. You know, I always, I always say God's got a sense of humor. Men continue making sperm way into old age, whether they can take care of the children they, they produce or not. <laughs> Men continue making sperm. But our immune system is a finite system, just like a woman is born with just so many eggs. She doesn't get any extras. Same with your immune system. You're born with so many functioning white blood cells. And if you continue to reproduce and reproduce and reproduce your white blood cells faster and faster and faster to take care of local infections, then as you get older, you're making copies, but you're not making very good copies. It's it's very much like a like a copying machine that's on its way out. You know, when you buy your copying machine, they tell you it's good for a million copies, and you think, wow, that's just wonderful, a million copies, that's a lot. And before you know it, you've had the machine a few years, and you're down to 999,099 copies. And you're in <laughs> trouble. And now the copies are not looking so good. That's exactly the way it is with the immune system. That's why Grandma goes into the hospital. She still has a white blood cell count of 5.0, and she dies of pneumonia overnight. Why is that? Grandma had white blood cells, but those white blood cells were not good cells. They were poor copies of, of white blood cells that had been used over and over and over and over again. And sure, so again, we... yeah, it's a free country. Do what you want with your immune system. I'd rather hold on to mine and try to get as much done. And I want to have as much fun in this planet, too, every single day, all the way to the, till the Lord calls me home. Okay, so... 
we have been discussing the root canals and how they can affect your health, and we've come to an agreement, at least between the two of us, that every root canal can affect your health, can affect your body. You will be giving up some health to maintain this dead tooth that has bacteria in your body that your body recognizes and is dealing with while you're worrying about other things and wondering why you're falling apart, you've got some things that you need to investigate. So when we're looking at the whole body, it's not just looking at blood work. It's not just going and having an x-ray taken someplace. It's not going to your chiropractor. It involves a dentist, in particular a biological dentist. And that's where the IABDM really shines. We take time to educate our members, make sure that they understand the importance of how to take out a tooth, how to take out a mercury filling. Dr. Blanche Gruby has been here with us this week to share with us some ways that you could even enlighten a regular dentist, but at the very least, find out some information for yourself so that you can pray about a decision that's right for you. Because taking out a tooth is a permanent choice, um, would you advocate the person if they are not knowing what to do and they have an abscessed tooth, should they go ahead with the root canal and then do some investigating? No. I, I, <laughs> they should go ahead and have the tooth taken out. Then okay. do the investigating. All right. This, this week's word of the week is root canal. So if you call us next week, with a question, and you tell us the word of the week, which is root canal, we will send you a free book so that you can get educated about biological dentistry. I would love to promote our upcoming conference, which is going to be in October the 8th through the 11th in Nashville, where we'll be educating all our biological dentists and physicians. Next week, please stay tuned, because Dr. William Glaros is going to discuss questions that you will want to Ask a dental office to see how mercury-safe that dental office is. Not mercury-free. This is really important. A dentist that says he's mercury-free has simply made a choice not to place any new mercury fillings, so they don't use it in their office. Mercury-safe means that they know how to keep the environment, their staff, and the patient safe during the removal process. You will not want to miss next week. I would love to thank Dr. Gruby for being with us this week. Thanks, Blanche. Thank you, Dawn. Thank you, Dawn. This was a lot of fun, and, and I, I enjoy nothing more than to educate the public into, into what's the difference between real health and non-health. And thank again, you if you much. want to get in touch with, with Dr. Gruby, it's drblanchegruby.com. Or if you want a test kit from Dental DNA, it's 719-262-2978. That is correct. And that's it for this week. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you again for tuning in to the Tooth Body Connection. Please join your host, Dr. Don Ewing, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk again about a healthy mouth and a healthy body next week. <laughs>